Welcome to Healing with the Masters. We are so delighted that you've chosen to hang out with us for this series of speakers, inspirational wisdom, powerful affirmations, invocations, activations, prayer, and healing. Healing with the Masters represents transformation to ignite your light and to show you a framework of possibility for moving into a new way of being in your life, modeling that for others in your life, and changing the whole planet. Enjoy this powerful series. Now, if you're interested in joining us live, then just go to hwtmpodcast.com. That stands for Healing with the Masters, hwtmpodcast.com. Register there for the current season. And did I mention? It's free. Join us absolutely free. You just have to register. But for now, enjoy these shows because they created the most amount of transformation. They created the most amount of buzz, insights, and miracles of possibility. These are just as powerful as the day they were recorded. The vibration and energies are still present and available for you. And if you're listening to them, it's because you're ready right now. Know that you helped to create this content. Your desires and intentions have brought this very broadcast here before you. So listen, engage, and enjoy. And again, if you'd like to join us in our live season, remember to go to hwtmpodcast.com. You just have to register. Join us, experience the light, absolutely free. Now enjoy this show. Welcome everyone to Healing with the Masters, and we're here in volume 13. And this is a very powerful season. You know, this 2014 set of seasons is unique in that it's our second year of the Aquarian Age, and this is the year of Let's Get Her Done. This is our soul group opportunity to commit to our journeys, engage in our lives, and in the process, and together, make a difference on this planet. This, this intro is a bit of a prayer, so allow yourself to really feel the energies of preparation as we prepare for our next speaker. And I want to tell you with that in mind that we are delighted that you chose to hang out with us this season. I want to remind you that you are beckoning forth all the content on this and every show of this season of Healing with the Masters. Your intentions have brought forth this very moment. So everything is here for you. That's what's so powerful about our Healing with the Masters community. You create the content through your intentions. I also want to remind you that the healing part of our name means transformation. It means realignment. It means repatterning. It means you are on a pathway to change it all. And we are so excited at what you're about to create. Now you may think that the masters are the remarkable speakers that we bring on each week. And that's true. But we know that you are actually the master that you are seeking. All of the answers are within you. And the master teachers you're hearing on this series are giving you nudges and hints as to who you truly are, that bright, sparkling being of light that is you. Now today, I am really excited to welcome a powerful, amazing being of light and love, <clears throat> Mary A. Hall. Mary is my dearest friend. She's my soul sister. She's my best friend. And we've developed a friendship from my initial coaching with her <laughs> years ago, eight years ago now. Mary is one of the most powerful intuitive coaches I know. She not only leads in the field of abundance and wealth and money and success, she's also a renowned healer, assisting with physical and life challenges of all stripes and colors. Mary has an uncanny knack for tapping into the level of flow, health, and abundance, and is able to then adjust the internal energies accordingly through coaching and energy work. Having worked with preeminent individuals in business, in health, in wellness, in advertising, and she's worked with brand companies, doctors, financial advisors, and more, she's proven over and over that there is a point of access to shifts to shift one's capacity for balance, harmony, abundance, and health. 
Now, this is not just some philosophy or rote practice that Mary delivers. This is pure access. In fact, you might even feel the energies already. Mary is holding us right now in a field of love and wholeness. And I would hasten to suggest that she's holding us in a new field, an octave above what was previously available to us. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. Mary helps individuals move the needle on their lives and open the floodgates of possibility. She creates a space of allowing for breakthrough changes in how one feels, how you look at, and how you interact with relationships, health, money, wealth, and abundance, allowing in a new form self-love and acceptance. So folks, put your seatbelts on and get ready for a transformation. Welcome, Mary A. Hall, to Healing with the Masters. It's wonderful to have you back again. Oh, I am so delighted to be with all of you. And I, I wow, I am just, just feeling the love that is here for you and for everyone that's here. It's just so beautiful. I'm kind of taken back a little bit of, wow, this is amazing. Love is here, right? Love is, is showing up saying, I'm here. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and so as you say that, it almost feels like there is a little ping, you know, uh, a little gong uh, that that created something in my field, as you said that. Is, is, is what I'm feeling real? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's beautiful that you even mentioned that because it's, it's, it's that awareness of two things, right? That love is here and that there might be something that might be preventing you from opening up your arms to more love. Does that feel true? Right. So, yes, that love is here and there might be something preventing that love from entering deeper. Yeah. Yeah, that feels true. <laughs> so, so Mary... As, as you hold us in love and all of us get the opportunity to, to feel the various levels of love that we're willing to feel, how, how do we open up to more love? How do we release those barriers? Mm. Um, I think that in every moment of our life, we notice what's here. It's the willingness, I think, to really look at what's here. You know, look at what that ping might be. It, it, there's always an indicator. There's always an opening of, of, um, you know, it might be kind of in the way of, of that arrow pointing at something, right? Where we, um, intuitively don't really want to go and look, but it's giving us an indicator of, oh, I, uh, there's something here that I really need to open up to or notice and um, uh, pay attention to. It reminds me of, you know, when I had such a hard time with uh, my mother when she was in the hospital and um, coming out of the hospital and her health was just really suffering. And... Um, you know, moving through being there, I had lots of those pings. <laughs> they were happening a lot. And, um, you know, being willing to stop and say, what's going on? What's going on within me? And allowing um, love to show up and say, what's here? So, you know, I'm kind of looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, those pings. So, when when she was uh you know out of the hospital and i was being her caregiver and you know going through all the um modes of making sure she was on the schedule with all of her you know medications and pills and because she had such a precarious situation that she was dealing with and she was fighting me on everything fighting me on everything and if if I could say anything, it was a gong, right? It was just like there was something in me that I was just so um it was it kept sounding, and I couldn't quite see it. But once I started 
really taking the time to look at it, you know, look at the fact that I was getting madder and madder and, and, and angrier and angrier at her, right? Because she wasn't doing what I was wanting her to do. Right. And in the midst of that, being able to stop and, um, you know, having wonderful close friends like you and Rika and being able to share and say, I'm mad as a hornet right now, right? That's what's up. I am mad as a hornet at my mom, right? She's, you know, I, I'm so intuitive, right? So I've got this plan of everything that needs to be done and, and this and plan is to keep her alive, literally, it, literally. Exactly. Right. And she's biting me on it. And Rika, um, with, you know, as we were sharing, Rika said, you know, um, I've asked patient, you know, people that I work with that have had um, um, those incredibly um, uh, life-changing illnesses, you know, illnesses that continue, illnesses that... Um, you know, are, are those big ones. And she said, I've asked every single one of them, once they get to this place of seeing themselves in that space of love. And she said that every single one said, I would not change it. They wouldn't change and the I, experience. They wouldn't change the experience because that experience Brought them was to their love. path. Mm. And it created whatever was needed, that perfect storm that was needed for them to to get to a place where they were cracked open, right? So within a couple um, days, wrestling with this gong, right? The gongs that happen in our life, the pings that happen when we are, are confronted with Letting love in, and yet there's that ping. And so what happened became one of the greatest gifts to me. And I continued to share it with so many, allowing that greater gift to move on and on and on and and celebrate with many lives, which is getting to the place where I could grace my mother with her path. Wow. Gracing your mother with her path. Right. Say more. Say more about that. It's not the path I wanted for her. And yet it was a path that she was in, you know, her life experience was in. Um, Even if that that meant that she might leave the planet. Exactly. Hmm. Being willing to say, I'm here. In love for you. I'm here gracing you with your path, allowing you to experience your path because your path is perfect. It's like I got it to such a deep knowing. And from that, the, the space of holding her in love again and saying, I trust that your path is perfect for you and I'm gracing you with your path. I'm no longer trying to steer you in a different way. I release the pressure. Right, so I, not, no longer fixing her, no longer needing her to change in any way, no longer, as you said, steering her, guiding her. Exactly. Gifting her, gracing her, honoring her with her path. Exactly. And the amazing thing that happened was very shortly after that, she started saying, you know, I'd say, okay, it's time to take your pills. And she'd say, I really don't want to. And I said, mother, it would be so, I would just so, you know, love it if you would. And she'd say, okay, if you want me to which she had never done. Right, she just fought you. So so the language that you used sounds the same, but the energy behind it created a different response. What happened there? I mean, the language of, I would so love it if you did, if you had said that before, might not have gotten the same response as you got this time. <laughs> Is that true? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. yes so what, what was different? Because what happened, it was my energy that changed. Ah, okay. I released the pressure. I released me wanting her to be different. I released what I thought she needed to be happy. I released all of the the thinking I knew better than her. I released it all and said, I'm trusting you. I'm gracing you with your path. You know, that's an internal knowing. And I'm going to walk beside you in your path. So whatever you choose, whether it be to leave the planet, whether it be to stay, I'm with you. And Um, I love you. Right. Right. Uh, I can't help but share a story that happened when you and I did a workshop together. Um, where we were talking about this notion of gracing another with their path. It, it's it's one of the most powerful things I've, I've ever experienced in my life personally, is allowing them to not have to change <laughs> um, in order to somehow uh, do what I think is best for them. And I call it kind of mama bear energy. You know, we want to protect them. Right. But it also somehow protects a piece of us. Um, and so I, we were in a workshop talking about this all day and then someone brought something up and I jumped on them and I needed them to change what they were doing and how they were doing it. And I was right and they were wrong. And I was, I could, well, I also had a vision that they were going in a really scary direction. And, um, fortunately about, you know, a third of the way through the conversation, I realized that I was doing exactly that. I was taking their path away from them. And it's so easy to do when we love someone, isn't yeah. it? Yes. And, you know, I get to share because I witnessed that whole evolution of conversation and how every single person in that room got it at such a deep degree as you said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was trying to take your path away, and I'm giving it back to you. And so I want to say thank you because, right, we we have those moments of 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 um, you know awareness when it hits us. Oh my gosh, right? I'm I'm trying to uh, you know for all the right reasons for all the right reasons. Right? Try and help them, make them happier, make them not have to suffer, make them whatever, how we see it. Right. So, so what, what happens to us then in that process? I mean, I mean, this is a field of, uh, you're talking about love and you're talking about healing. So how does that impact our capacity to love and to heal when, when we let go and give another their path? I mean, it's, it doesn't it feels like we're helping them not us necessarily but what's happening all the way around it's oh, a really that's a really good poignant um observation as 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 we are gifting another with their path what we're doing is we're freeing ourselves to return to love right we're freeing ourselves to say i love you and I'm gifting you with your path, and I'm walking alongside of you. So it allows for us to move into that space of returning to love. The space where all things that we desire actually happen and occur from, right? Love, abundance is in the field of love. That's where we tap into the flow of love, <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's all here present in the energy, uh, that beautiful energy of love. So abundance is actually love. Yes, it's actually um, love made manifest in this human reality. Love made manifest in this human reality. Uh, I've heard you say that that abundance, uh, we get confused sometimes that abundance is linear. Yeah, yeah. 
Right. Well, we we get um, we we think it's linear because it's kind of like you know math, right? Two plus two equals four, and and even language is linear. Um, you know, it, we we look at it from this angle that if I have problems with finances, um, I must have um, blocks around money, which is totally uh, a great possibility, and often that's a part of it. But it encompasses so much more than that, because um, so so I'm just gonna kind of give you an example. Okay. I play in the energies of abundance, these high vibrating energies of abundance. But if I have been struggling with an upsetting situation, relationship, where I've not let forgiveness in and love in and allowing another of their another person of their path, I can't even access those high vibrating energies of abundance. And it's almost like I can only go so far. And and it it's it's very intriguing because it it we're holistic. We're not linear. We're holistic in the way that abundance and love and harmony all intertwine. It's all connected. And so as we open up ourselves to really understand love, right, that new higher octave of love is where true miracles happen because um, it allows us to understand that harmony in our relationships, the willingness to forgive and be compassionate to ourselves are all incredibly important and gifting another with their path. I mean, it's such uh, 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 an important piece of awareness. So, in this this new octave of love, I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm feeling that ping again. You know, that that there's an octave of love that is knocking at my door. <laughs> and yet, um, you said something interesting. You know, that um, that there are uh, you know moments in our life that 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 seem really really hard and that 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 also that we can be harder on ourselves and how does that um i mean it feels like that creates the barriers to love and how can we undo those barriers mary well um so the first thing that i would do is um i think first of all be gracious with yourself um, right? Because we are all on our own path and our path is our path, right? So it's, I think, even opening up to embracing our own path. I think about four months after I really deeply understood allowing and gracing my mother with her path and continued to see individuals that I was wanting to steer and I would grace them with their path. Right? Willing to let go of the pressure of me wanting things different. It's usually us wanting it different. And, and saying, you know what? Your path is beautiful. Well, what about allowing and embracing our path as beautiful? That being the very first thing that we do. And it's almost like there's an energy of opening up a space and saying, okay, what does that feel like? What does it feel like to say, okay, in this moment, my path is perfect, right? And I look in my past and there's many things that happened that I would never have wanted to happen in my life. Things that I um, could could have and at many times held blame to myself. You know, why did I do that? Why did I make that choice? And you know, we, we, we hold all of these energies against ourselves because we think we could have done it different, should have done it different. Why didn't we do it different? Um, things that happened to us that were out of our control. Like, right? We look at our past and we look at it and say, oh, there's so many things that are wrong about it instead of allowing the truth to be here, which is my path 
has led me to right now, that I am here right now, and all the grace and the openings and the ahas that I am living in right now is because of the path I experienced. And therefore, I'm going to grace myself with my path. I'm no longer going to look at my path and say, it was wrong, that there was something wrong about it. That's a really different um, way of of seeing it and being than the traditional forms of forgiveness or um, uh, uh, getting rid of. <laughs> that's a that's a whole different way to experience um, the stories that we bring. You know. Um, we've had so many experiences of fighting ourselves and fighting our stories and um, repressing them or suppressing them or wearing, or on one side of the continuum or wearing them as a badge of honor on the other side of the continuum. Um, what you're talking about is a whole different paradigm, a whole, as you said, a whole different octave of, of being. Um, so for those of us who are, are having that ping and, and not necessarily feeling that love, or we're feeling it, but we know that there's so much more. How you know? How do we? I know it's a how-to is not the not the the real energy of this, but how do we um, let go of those stories of those things that happen to us? Mm. Such a beautiful, beautiful question. So, first of all, um, I would love for us to just be in that space of allowing us to accept our path because within that energy we allow for a softening of all the stories that we've held within our being that it's been wrong and bad right um, you know I've had um, and I apologize for sharing this but it's important for people to understand I was molested as a very young child um, I've always deemed that as not, right, there's something wrong with my path, right? Right. And allowing for every experience to be my path and to be that it's it was my path. I don't know why, but I'm accepting my path. I'm gracing myself with my path and no longer looking at it as though it's wrong. It opens up a space for me to say, okay, it's my path and it's brought me here. It's cracked me open to love in ways that I would have never been cracked open to. I'm, I, I'm receiving that. There's another really important piece, which is, um, you know, as we were in Hawaii, and we were um, having that amazing time in Hawaii. And I had lots of time to write. And it was just so amazing. And I was looking out over the ocean. And I kept hearing, like, almost an audible voice within my head that said, Mary, complete the cycles. Mary, complete the cycles. And I'm like, okay, God, what are you sharing? Like, it was so... You know, those those moments where it catches you and says, there's something here that's super important, right? This is important. Mm -hmm. and, and allowing, you know, spirit to say, what are, what is it, what is it that's here? So what I now call completing the cycle, which is everything in the universe is within cycles, right? We have a day, which is, you know, uh, an, a, a morning and an evening. It cycles and then it completes. And then it's a new day and a new night. And then it cycles and completes. Right? We have the cycles of spring, uh, summer, winter, fall. It's a cycle and it completes and moves into a new cycle. We have the year which cycles and then it's a new year. We have, 
you know, a minute that cycles, and it's a new minute. So allowing this very interesting awareness that we can actually complete the cycle, right? So that abuse that I experienced, I can complete the cycle instead of allowing it to continue in my field. It's done. It's over. So we're coming at it from a different vantage point where we now can look at it and say, wow, okay, allowing that to no longer be brought into our field in the morning when I wake up. So um, so many people that I, um, uh, you know, work with, um, if I listen to their conversation, what they're doing is they're taking all the past and they bring it into the morning when they wake up. They have it all circulating there. What if we allowed for yesterday to complete and bring, you know, as we come into the new day, to have it be a blank slate, a new, um, beautiful awareness that we're now moving into the day? New, right? We don't have to bring it forward. And allowing us to complete the cycle allows us to do that, to to move into each day in a new way. So it could be as simple as the conversation that I just had was upsetting and, okay, in this moment I'm realizing, okay, it's been completed, it's over. Allowing it to be completed. Allowing the completion to be so that we don't have to keep carrying it forward and mulling over it or, you know, um, causing our energy to be distracted by it even. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah, so just the, the, um, the energy of knowing that I can complete something gives me this wonderful sense of freedom. Knowing that I don't have to hold that argument for days and weeks and years, that I can actually have the argument you're not you're not this is not a state of repression though is it this is not suppressing the energy this is allowing the natural cycle and flow of a beginning a middle and an end to occur is that the idea yes yes in fact I, i well i love that because what it's doing is it's actually giving it voice right everything that we experience is requesting us to acknowledge it Right, everything that we experience, there's an awareness within in us that says, "I experienced it, and I need to acknowledge it." So it gives it the acknowledgement, right? Ooh, that was a tough situation. It was a tough conversation, whatever. But oh my gosh, in this moment, I realize it's over. And I and because I'm identifying, you know, the totality of it. And saying, okay, I'm going to complete the cycle. And it, it, I feel into it, it almost like, you know, a day, right? A day and a night. There's a completion. It's, it's a completion. And it's moving into a brand new day where it's like, okay, right? It's, it's new now. Right. So it's <laughs> not it's like honoring it's, it. It's not like a goldfish that goes from one side and sees everything brand new as if it never happened before. That's so the, the one cycle completes. But it contributes to the next day. I mean, the, today contributes to tomorrow, and tomorrow contributes to the next day. But there's a, a conscious awareness of the of the of a cycle being completed that is part of. Is that the idea, Mary? Yes, okay. it's it's allowing it not to be. It's not. It's allowing it for you not to keep pulling it forward into your field. Oh, I see. Right so now. so we're no longer bringing that past energy forward into our present yes. energy today. Yes. In fact, it's it's incredible when we start really looking at that, how many things we're bringing forward. You know, we're bringing that forward. And, yeah, we're bringing that from a month ago forward and, and, and allowing it to complete so that we can return to love. It, it's, it's keeping that conversation alive that distracts us from realizing that love is here and it allows us to return to, to love, right? So back not, into that flow. Not completing the cycle is one of the barriers to love. Yep. 
So, so that means that, I mean, what happens to those of us who have this uh, amazing past of upset trauma and, and whatever it is that, that we've kind of, you know, you know, I've, uh, um, I've experienced this myself. I've met people who have experienced this where it's, it's hard to let go of that story because it's, it kind of feels like it's who we are. We've spent thousands and thousands of dollars curing ourselves from that story. It reminds me of the, the cancer folks. I've, I've heard this from doctors and, and cancer specialists that um, their patients, when the cancer goes into remission, they don't really know what to do because they've been in this battle for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for those of us who are um, somehow getting something out of the battle, <laughs> how can we allow ourselves? And, you know, I'm just tapping into a few individuals here who are saying, yeah, but you don't know my story. You know, how could I possibly let that go? Or how can I possibly complete something that, that, that forever fuels me? Wow. Wow. Um, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling, um, the pain of that. Um, and, and, you know, something interesting is kind of coming up for me. And I always sort of look at what comes up in, in our conversations. Um, trying to think of making sure how I can share this. Um, what comes up for me is almost uh, a little, uh, I don't know if the word is antithetical, but um, where it doesn't make sense. But what comes up for me is what if we could look at whatever that is, that battle that we have, that, um, I can't remember the words that you use, but, right, that, 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 uh, the fighting of whatever it is. What if we actually looked at it from a different vantage point, that vantage point of that higher energy of love, and say, what if I looked at it and said, oh my gosh, this is a, a perfect energy that I've been, you know, uh, co-creating in, uh, being a part of, and what if I look at that whole energy and say, you know what, I'm going to come at it from a different vantage point. And I'm going to love it. I'm going to love right into the center of it all. All into the center of whatever that, um, uh, right, it's a dense energy, right? I don't know if, if, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, the, the, um, the battle is a, is a battle of density. Yeah, right? And so what if we could just see that whole, the, almost the totality of all the energy and the play of the energies within ourselves, within each other, within whatever the situation, because sometimes it's with people, right? And what if we just step back and said, okay, I'm going to come at it from the energy and space of love. I'm going to allow myself to return to love and from the space of love, love it. What if I, um, with the awareness of wherever the center of it is, you know, if if we actually step back and, and look at the it as an energy, there's a center to it. You almost it, can yeah, feel I'm it. Yeah, I'm seeing the I'm seeing the sphere, spherical nature nature of the creation. Yeah, and there's a center to there's it. I mean, it's almost like we intuitively know there's a center. And what if we just said, you know what? I'm going to love right into the center of it. And I'm choosing to just love into the center, not necessarily the whole thing, but into the center of it. Love is going to find its way and, and, and just love into the center of it. So let's take a, a, you know, a story of abuse. Let's just take that, for example. You, you shared yours. So there we are going through our lives saying, you know, either repressing it, suppressing it, or wearing it as a badge of honor telling the story over and over and over again. This is who I am. And so if we were to use that situation, what would it look like to love that into the center? Okay, and I think that all of us can come up with something, whatever it is that's pivotal in your life. Right. Right, and so we're going to look at that. So I'm going to look at that in my life. And um, so whoever has whatever, it's, there's a conglomerate of the past all intertwined in it 
and even the present, right? But knowing that it's my path, right? We have to come back to knowing um, and gracing myself with my path. And now with that awareness, understanding, um, it's something deep within us that we can only um, come at from the energy of love and and seeing that whole situation and loving into the center. So we're just going to do that. We're going to each hold whatever it is that we're dealing with and love into the center of it. And so I get to share with you what's sort of coming up for me, which is I was never alone. I had a belief that I was always alone. And yet in this moment, as I'm loving into the center of it, I can see that I was always present to me and and spirit was present and I was not alone. Really impactful. It brings something new to the experience of not the experience of, but the experience of allowing more more love in. It's always allowing more love in, that return to more, that, you know, a higher octave of love. Also, um, as we all are here, loving into the center of it, we also see that all those that were a part of it were uh, incredibly... You know, I, 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 I see the brokenness of the individual. I see the brokenness of all the individuals that were a part of it. I see something so different that is kind of catching me off guard. We don't, we don't often see that. And that, that grace and that love and that being in the center of it, it, it feels like it, it kind of implodes love from the inside out. Yeah. And it yes. allows a clarity of vision to, um, to see that there's more than just me going on. <laughs> yeah. Love is revealing a lot more here. Yes. And it also opens us up to embracing those parts of ourselves that we've held at bay and held unknowingly away from ourselves and saying, oh, welcome home. Welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Wow, I'm really feeling a tremendous warmth right now. Just, <laughs> uh, I feel a, a just a, anyway, it's just a big shift I'm feeling right now for all of us. There's a lot of tears on the call. Yes. And again, we just hold that space, allowing everyone to feel whatever it is that's moving and, and you know, that perfect storm that's in your life. Could have been the past. It could be right now. Loving into the center of it. Loving into the center of the perfect storm. That's cool. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of um, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. When we were in Hawaii and and um, the storms that were raging. Yeah, we had to be evacuated from our hotel because of flooding. Uh, yeah, and um, what the water level came, you know, you know, up to the car. Right, our mm -hmm. tires were covered in water because of how much it flooded. Mm -hmm. And um, your you know, you looking at me and saying, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, you know, figure, you know, let's spend some time and figure out what to do and have the storm move. And, you know, the thing that just um, intuitively came to me is, okay, let's love into the center of it. Right. Right. And remember what happened when we did. <laughs> we loved in the center of this storm that was causing havoc and all kinds of stuff and, I didn't know what I would find. And as we did, I just was like, oh my gosh. In the center of the storm was, it was this answer to prayer. Prayer for rain. And seeing it from such a different vantage point and saying, 
oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for answering our prayers of of rain. But can you move uh, your energy into the ocean <laughs> so it's not on the land? Hmm. Right? It, we we held the space of love into the center of it, allowing the storm to actually speak almost. Yeah. Yeah, and the same thing happens here, that, that it speaks to us about the, 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 the supposed perpetrators that speak to us about who we are when we can love into the center. Yes. Hmm. Yes. So, so this, this feels like a different octave of love, um, as, as you've been sharing. You've been sharing about a new octave of love. So um, what other things can we do to move into this octave of love? Um, you know, you, you talk a little bit about resonating to love. Um, yes. Um, so, and, and, um, for many who may not know a little bit about what I, what, you know, this resonating to love energy, it is because we are divine beings of love and light. It's actually the remembering of the fact that we're love. And so having ways and accesses of resonating to love is key it's it's key in 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 us remembering and therefore opening and connecting to that to love on a deeper and deeper level and um there's 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 many ways that we can do it i i often would um just even holding a space of saying you know i remember Feelings of love, you know, it could be uh, looking at roses. Oh my gosh, when I look at roses, I just go, oh, they're so beautiful. I love roses. And what it's doing is it's activating the love within me, right? Mm -hmm. And and so it's allowing ourselves to remember love. And what it does is it there's a flood of energy of when we kind of tap into that energy of love. Uh, right when when it's activated within us, I should say, and it's not that we're imagining it; it's actually activated within us. And with that activation, we um, are beginning to experience love, and it's just allowing ourselves many avenues to experience love, our activation of love within, to where we're feeling it. Like I've got chills. Um, kind of tingly within the cells of my body even you know it, it activates I actually was feeling the exact same thing as you're talking <laughs> right? about it I'm totally activated right now and this it's kind of a little bit of a of a of a, a thrill yes and the and and the thing that is so uh amazing is it's it's who we are it's us it's us being activated it's our love being activated and what if that's who we really are and we have just been distracted by the other, right? We've just been distracted by what we've looked at as problems and, and whatever, right? What if it's it's really that we are love? Because we think we have all these problems and we need to clear the problems so that we can, you know, um, be loving. But what if it's, kind of different what if it's we are love and all it is is for us to find those ways of accessing back into love so we are love already and some of the things you're talking about are allowing us to remember and activate and ignite the love that we are by remembering by the simple act yeah. of remembering yes and it's it's a visceral remembering, right? It's okay. a visible visceral remembering of of that activation. It's only when we have that love activated within us mm -hmm. that we're aware of it. And then there, that's where we play with it. We play with 
wow, right? That beautiful rose that I absolutely love. I mean, you can feel the energy of how much I love roses. I mean, I just love them. And feeling all oh, that love that's activated and then feeling that love come back to me. And I get to receive that love. Oh, that feels really good. So it's understanding that, you know, that's why... Um, we love the thrill of romance mm-hmm. is because our love is activated hmm. within us. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's simply reminding us of the love that we are. Yes. And, um, yes. Hmm. So one of the things that that um that you've taught me a lot about is this notion of of loving myself and being kinder to myself and 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 not condemning myself so that is often an antidote <laughs> to abundance to health to uh to love and you know i've i've said this often that if if uh, anyone treated us the way that we treat ourselves if anyone spoke to us the way that our internal critic speaks to us we would have nothing to do with that person. <laughs> yeah. So what's happening when we are doing that, when we're condemning ourselves, when we're, um, and, and and is there a way through it? Um, you know, it's something that's somewhat habituated for many of us. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, right? I always was saying, um, be kind to my friend Jennifer. I want you to be kind to my friend Jennifer. Don't talk to my friend Jennifer like that. Um, and, and the reason is, is because, so, so, uh, let me just backtrack. So sorry. When we are, um, harsh on ourselves, the best thing to do is always acknowledge what's here. You know, the the thing that we don't want to do is run from it, hide it, uh, pretend it's not there. So we look at it. Okay, I'm being super harsh on myself. And, you know, there's, there's, there's energies that are present. Maybe I'm super fearful. Maybe, you know, um, I'm super upset. Maybe whatever is here. What if instead of fighting with it, we just look at it and say, wow, I get that I'm super fearful right now. And I'm just going to love myself and love that fearful part of me. Because that fearful part of me is real and it's here and it's present. And it's me right now. The epitome of really loving ourselves is loving all of it. Yeah, yeah. Right, and because... Please, go ahead. So much of it is the past that is being continually brought forward, right? It's the past that... It's those those past, you know, beliefs that we keep, you know, I should be better, I should be doing this different, Uh, why do I keep doing, you know, messing up here? You know, it's from the past, it's not certainly from the future, it's not certainly from the present, Right? It's, it's right. the past that's kind of haunting us. So allowing us to really hear what's here, I think, is really important. And hearing what's because, here is that voice of upset or the anger or the hurt or the sadness or the grief. That's yes. the voice that's here. That's what you're encouraging us to listen to. Yes. Okay. So, so what if instead of beating ourselves up, we really we stopped and felt what was here? Like really be honest with it. Um, right? Okay, I am really fearful. I'm going to love that fearful part of me. That fearful part of me is fearful for whatever reason, and we probably can think of a whole lot of reasons why. Oh my gosh, I'm just going to love that fearful part of me. Or what about if it's a part of us that just feels ashamed? You know, we hold these crazy things in our field, and and not allowing them to have voice. When we actually hear them and give them voice and go, oh my gosh, I can, I, I see and, and I'm experiencing the shame. And right now in this moment, I'm going to love that part of me that feels that shame. And, you know, 
acknowledge that that's painful. Acknowledge that I don't know what to do with it. And I'll, in this moment, I'm just going to love it. Love that part of me. And it allows us to what? Open our arms fully wide and say, I'm going to love you. I'm going to love that too. You know, I see it as, you know, um, my hands in front of me because there's always those pieces that we go, yeah, but I can't love that. No, no, I can't love that. And being willing to see it and go, okay, there it is. I'm going to love that too. Right? We're welcoming ourselves back to love. Oh, my gosh, Mary. That's really profound. Welcoming ourselves back to love. Loving those bits and pieces of us that we thought were unlovable. Yeah. And here's the kicker. We are love. <laughs> love is always embracing us. And... Uh, Pouring out this love. You know, I, I often talk about seeing through the eyes of love. You know, when, when, um, uh, you know, I was working with so many clients lately and realizing that I see them through the eyes of love, right? I see their potential. I see, you know, the magnificence of who they are and, and I see them from this Right? From the eyes of love. And love, that's how love sees us. Love sees us from the potential and the, the amazing, uh, beautiful blossoming of who we are. You know? It sees us with these positive aspects of who we are. It doesn't see everything else. In fact, I was even working with somebody you know, and and they were dealing with a lot of these um, things that they thought were bigger than love, right? <laughs> and we were in this space of just, you know, loving um, all that's here and seeing through the eyes of love. And I said, where is that fear or where is that, you know, whatever it was that they were dealing with? And they said, it's not even here. <laughs> it's because... Love doesn't even see it. Love embraces us fully, completely, and it sees us from such a different vantage point. Mm. Mary, would you be open to walking us through a little process right now around around these ideas? Sure. I would love it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So I'm just going to take a moment and allow ourselves the opportunity to, to, to see ourselves through the eyes of love. What if love sees us and our potential? What if love sees your potential? Your potential as the actual energy of you. I'm calling it potential, but it's actually you. And allowing love to see us in that potential. Right? In this energy of love, there's grace and there's, um, it's almost like this completing energy too. And it's the willingness to love it all in the midst and let go of anything that we might be holding on to. It's allowing us to just go, okay, I'm letting it go. I'm allowing love to see me. Love to see me. Allowing love to be remembered within me.
And as we just take a deep breath, a deep breath of 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 just the the word that comes up is allowing. Can we just allow love to embrace us in this moment? Allowing love to see us as love sees. Seeing through the eyes of love. You know, it's it's one of those things that we can see another through the eyes of love and we can and 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 understanding that love that just sees them in their potential. And in all the the it's like we see them in this beautiful space. It's allowing that in for us. Being seen through the eyes of love. I'm letting it in for me. Allowing each of you to feel love seeing you through the eyes of love. Seeing all your positive aspects, all those amazing parts of you. And it's interesting because there's almost an energy that kind of I call it buoying. It buoys us up to go, oh, yeah, look what's here. I'm feeling uh, some of the more like shame and sadness and hurt um, coming up to be seen. Yeah. Coming from sneaking up from around the corners to be loved. Yeah. Yes. And allowing it to be loved. And and that shame and hurt, allowing love to see you through the eyes of love, to see that shame and hurt through the eyes of love. Wow. And what does that feel like to you, just allowing love to see those parts of you through the eyes of love? I don't know how to describe it. I mean, there's there's compassion that's here. Mm-hmm. Deep compassion for those um, moments in your life of that hurt and that shame. It's compassion. Love sees with compassion. It, it reminds me of those poignant, you know, those those uh, peak moments in movies. When the the two people find each other, the person gets saved, and they're just it, it, it feels like that, <laughs> like like the 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 parts of me that were are hurt and grief and sadness and ashamed, and they're just being embraced, embraced. There's yeah. a sweetness and a safety that's here present. Yes, and I I want want to to just see if you see. That through the eyes of love, love does not see it the way we see it. No, no, they just they being seen by love is is seeing the love that we are. Yeah, and and being willing to be with it, and right, um, because it's very interesting, right? We hold shame as this interesting energy and. And, you know, upset and hurt as, as this very different energy. At, but love embraces it and says, Oh, I have such great compassion for you. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's like coaxing those pieces out and just being in the light of day out of the shadows and just being seen and appreciated and acknowledged and, um, and it's not trying to change them or, or make them wrong for feeling that way. They're just being seen and yeah. and just just profoundly yet sweetly and gently embraced. That's what yeah. it feels like for me right now. Yes, that's, that's perfect. Perfectly said. Such a sweet energy. Sweet, 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 sweet. 
Oh, wow. Well, we're a little bit past the time. So um, I, I do have another question for you. When we move into this octave of love, what, what kind of a life can we expect? Hmm. Well, I would say um, <laughs> so many things open up for sure. I mean, I think that all is possible. Um, the acceptance that is most present is what if you could be in that energy of no longer fighting with yourself? Wow, right? No longer fighting with others. Wow. Be in that space where we could actually understand the energy of love and how to allow love into those situations in our lives, right? Because we're always co-creating. We're co-creating um, with others all the time and allowing love to be that prominent energy signature within us that allows for um, amazing uh, miracles to unfold. Yes, and miracles become um, usual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I had one client who called them ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how ordinary. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh, oh my gosh, like what just happened? Uh, how ordinary. Okay, it's, a part of, it's a part of, of course, it's the of course. The of course energy. Uh, wonderful. Uh, Mary, thank you. Um, this was an incredibly powerful um, and very profound and yet yet kind of subtle but really uh magnificent <laughs> and i say magnificent because i'm feeling this magnetic energy um that is present here in my field right now in the field of all those who are listening um thank you for uh bringing allowing bringing this template to us of the new possibilities of the new octave of love um uh, thank you i i feel different and i feel um I feel like we're in a sacred sacred space right now. So, and thank you, thank you for creating that for us. Oh, my pleasure. And thanks everyone for being on this very very special call with us today. And thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for being part of Healing with the Masters. Um, I, I'm so honored, so completely honored, and so profoundly privileged that you said yes and that we get to share our journeys with each other for just a, even if it's for a little while um uh you bring forward everything through us uh through your desires and intentions so this is a wonderful co-creative moment and as we change as we move into this field of love as mary is sharing we actually can change the entire planet we can change this whole dang thing um so i thank you i thank you for your amazing contribution uh, thank you, Mary Hall. Thanks, all of you. And uh, here's to the new octave of love. <laughs> Bye now. Loving you. And remember, if you'd like to join us for any of our live shows, just register absolutely free at hwtmpodcast.com. That's H. WTM as in Healing with the Masters podcast.com. Come and join us. Just register for the current live season.